Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Thanks for joining us for On The Pace on this Wednesday morning here on Sky Sports Radio. It's been a busy time in harness racing and that's only going to continue to grow, particularly here in New South Wales with some great feature racing upcoming. We've got the big flood relief fundraiser day out of Ugara next Tuesday. So that's going to be uh, a highlight if you can get on course to Ugara. Certainly do so. Some of the best drivers from around the state will be converging there for a, a driver's challenge. There's also a fast class feature, the Tab Diggers Cup as well to look forward to. So that's going to be a real highlight next Tuesday. Run alongside Coolerman. So a double header there next Tuesday before we roll into APG final night next Saturday night. Some big prize money on offer uh, for particularly the two-year-olds. Two-year-old races of $400,000 a piece. Uh, They're going to be hotly contested as you would suspect and also some great other aged racing on that card before we start to roll into Tab Regional Championships time. That'll be on our doorstep before we know it. So busy, busy times indeed with an eye still on the big prize, the Tab Eureka, to be run on September 2nd, which is really, you have to say, rapidly approaching. Now, we had a busy day yesterday at Menangle, 10 races in total, including plenty of heats for uh, the APG Gold Bullion Series. The two-year-old Trotter's Heat was taken out by Agent Black, Queensland visitor for Shane Graham. Uh, He looks to have a fair bit of ability, this guy. showed that in several trials in preparation uh, and he headed away from home for his first start this colt by Sebastian Kay. So he won pretty convincingly in the Phillies division of the pacing series. Lover Reshes was successful in the first of them for Aaron Goadsby and Josh Gallagher. Libby Lou, a beautifully bred filly for Jackie Gibson and Blake Fitzpatrick was successful in the second of the heat. She was uh, the far quicker heat, this filly by Sweet Lou, out of the former great race man, Liberty Bell Midfrew. So that was the Phillies heats and in the Colts and Geldings division, it was two runners that were bred uh, and owned in the same connection. Soho Spectre for Robert Watson, uh, for Ricky Elchin, a really well-bred colt. We know that he's already been ultra successful to date, winning the Sapling Stakes and going around uh, in the Gold Crown final last time out. So he was back in the winner's circle, a 26-7 and seven closing fraction for he. And Ravishing Sloy, uh, the younger half-brother to Captain Ravishing for the Sloy's company, Michael Doltoff and Jack Trainer was able to win his heat as well. I thought there were some real eye-catches in second in both of those heats as well, dashing in the first of them. And Viet Monet, really good in the second as well. So those finals to be run next Saturday night where Queensland will be be represented Victoria also they had their heats earlier this week and it will be intriguing to see if the Western Australian uh, contenders come across as well for that big prize money so that's next Saturday night we also have Young Race and another two heats of the Nick Dewar Memorial were run and won this time going the way of Roll with Juliet for James Locke and uh, nowhere near crazy for Taylor Osmond in those two heats last night. We're looking forward to Saturday night as well where we've got a really intriguing fast class. But before then, Bathurst this evening, nine races. And Jared Elgin is making a trip to Bathurst tonight. He's going to have a busy week because he'll also have runners in at Wagga on Friday afternoon and then Saturday night as well as you would expect. So a busy time for the stable and Jared's been kind enough to join us this morning to discuss all of that. Thanks for your time, Jared. How are you? Good, thanks, Brent. How are you? 
Very well. Thank you. You still must be on a bit of a high after my ultimate Ronnie's Riverina Championship success. It's been a few weeks now, but I know that this is a horse that you've had a lot of time for for a long time, so it must be satisfying to see him get a, a big race victory under his belt. Yeah, no, it was very satisfying, and I think he um, he deserved it. He, he'd sort of run second a few times and uh, in bigger races, and then he ran fourth in the Chariots of Fire, which was a terrific run as well. So... Um, it was good just to see him get a big one under his belt. I would assume that Queensland becomes a target for him now. And has the phone been ringing from a, a Tabureka slot perspective yet? Um, we have had a couple of little nibbles this week. Um, nothing, definitely nothing locked in just yet. Um, but um, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, um, if something was to come of that, that we'd be able to get something locked in. So then we'd be able to know what um, which way we go about Queensland and that sort of thing. What about Madrid? She was below her best in the final. She was great in the heat, but probably didn't bring her A game to the final. So I guess back to the drawing board with her a little. I know there was some chatter around America. What's the latest on her? Um, yeah, sort of it fell through a bit, I think, like which it has done um, a few times now. So um, I leave that up to the owners now. That's, I'll um, I'll just concentrate on training her, and um, I, like I was disappointed with her run at Wagga, but in saying that, the longer trip and burning so hard off the second line, and then a brutal middle half, is probably not her go. She is probably more dominant to the mile racing. Um, so yeah, I, I think um, although I was disappointed, it's. Um, I don't think there's any major concern. She pulled up really well and her work since has been good so she'll go to the APG heats um, her end mile running here on Monday for the four-year-olds. Alright, something to look forward to there. You head to Bathurst this evening though and it's not something that you do often but I guess at the current time you're trying to, to spread uh, the horses around a little bit and you've probably got quite a few in similar grades at the moment so is that why you're uh, looking to maybe some different regions to ensure that each horse is getting their best possible chance at the present? No, I didn't actually want to be there tonight. It was just um, I had a two-year-old and he's um, New Zealand bred and I've been struggling to get a run for him. I've nominated him three or four times and just could not get a start with him. So I nominated him for Bathurst and just put these two in as uh, to fill the float up and the two-year-old didn't go ahead and I was left with these two to still go. So, um, and then that's hence why we're going to Wagga on Friday because it was the only two-year-old race that's been standing up. So that's why we had to go to Wagga. So um, it wasn't by design to be going to Bathurst and Wagga this week, but... Um, doesn't matter where you go as long as the horses can earn money for the for the owners it looks as though both of these tonight will do will certainly do that despite uh smirks like a boss coming up with the wide draw he does look well placed in this and it was good to see him back at the races and going back to um, just over 10 days ago now he was able to win and win really convincingly at Penrith so you must be happy with how he's come back he had a, a good two-year-old campaign but what are your expectations firstly tonight with this bloke and then for the remainder of the season um yeah I, I think he'll go good tonight um he's got really good gate speed and Cameron doesn't like going back so um I'm tipping he'll he'll go forward um but yeah we'll we'll really disappointed in his back end of his two-year-old season he um 
we thought he was a touch below the real good ones, but just thought he was sort of good enough to be in them big races and be competitive. Um, and he got a little bit of a bug and just couldn't shake it. And he's he was in spots in the British Challenge semi and in the final where he should have earned money, and he and he just couldn't run on with it. And I just put that down to that bug that he just couldn't shake. Um, we give him a good spell. He had a really good long spell, and he's come back really well. He, he seems back to his old self. He's definitely improved a little bit. Um, so yeah, I, like I just, I still think he's a, a touch below the, the better three-year-olds, but I think um, he should still earn good money throughout the three-year-old season. He's he's bred in the blue, so he's got that race, which obviously comes up against. Nathan Turnbull's good horse better be the best, but um, I think he can still earn earn money throughout the season, being just behind them better ones. So we'll we'll target a few of them better races, um, not thinking that we're going to be a huge major player, but just hoping to earn a bit of fringe money. Oh, he looks a good chance tonight, despite the wide front row draw there in the second smirks like a boss. And you also have my ultimate Chevron engaged, two runs back from a, a decent spell. What have you made of those two performances? And this looks like a, a really winnable contest for him this evening. Yeah, we're really happy with his two starts today. His first start, he had a really good trip and probably just got a little tired late. He hadn't had a trial. The trials have been called off at an angle. And, um, so he went into that without a trial or anything. So... Um, he loomed up to win and sort of just ran out of fitness the last sort of 100 metres. Um, and then his sectionals last week were terrific. He, he come from last and um, some 26 and a half closing quarter so and hit the line really strong. So I think he's had two runs back now. So he's going to be fitter for them two runs and he gets a good draw tonight. So, yeah, he should, should be going pretty well tonight, I'd suggest. All right, two good chances tonight at Bathurst, and we better talk about the two-year-olds heading to Wagga on Friday because you've obviously uh, you're willing to to travel to make sure that they can get to the races, so they're clearly ready to run good races. That being my ultimate Flynn and our ultimate Ebony. We'll start off with my ultimate Flynn. Two starts to date for this better's delight two-year-old. He was a good second at his debut effort after having to do a fair bit of work outside, ravishing Sloy, and then went to Newcastle last time out and was third behind another of your runners. So uh, what's your opinion of this guy? Yeah, I think um, he's a very dumb, immature horse. Um, he's just um, he's got a lot of maturing to do, but I do think there is a motor there. Um, he's, he probably should have won at Newcastle. He just got a little steppy around the bend when they quickened. They didn't go that hard, but they really ran from the point of the bend. Uh, Mark Callaghan drove him, and he said um, he was wrapped with how he hit the line. He ran right through the line and um, said he, he really felt like he's a nice horse. Um, I don't think he's quite there yet. His mind's not there, and um, structurally he's not there either. So um, hopefully he would be able to win on on. Um, Friday and we'd put him out um, being New Zealand bred he's not staked for anything so if he could win or go really good on Friday we'd probably look to put him in the paddock for six weeks and bring him back at the back end of the year and look towards some better three year old races with him he's just uh, very immature in his mind and his body so um, the six weeks off would really do him the world of good
All right, we'll keep an eye on him on Friday and then maybe towards the back end of this season and early next. And our ultimate Ebony, she's been up and trialling for a little while now. We head back to early January where she stepped out publicly for the first time, but now we haven't seen her for the best part of two months. So you've kept her fresh and I would assume if you're taking one to Woggy, you might as well take two. Yeah, well, that was the plan. Um, yeah, she come up, I had a fairly good opinion of her and she her first education trial was really good and um the sweet loose some of them can get a little hot and after that first trial she got a little hot and we'd sort of thought we might progress to some better races early in the season like the pink bonnet and them sorts of races but she just um got a little hot and started doing a few things wrong so we opted to put her out um so she she went out and had had a spell and um she's she hasn't had a trial or anything, but she um, seems a lot more relaxed this time. And um, yeah, we, we had a fairly nice opinion of her. I just hope that she goes to the races and um, is as relaxed in track work as what uh, at the races as what she's in track work. And so that was my way of thinking. Don't go to the trials and rev her up, and just look to to race her. And hopefully she's a lot more relaxed because she has got a fair share of ability as well. All right, that's a look ahead to Friday, the first race on the card out of Wagga uh, for the two-year-olds. And then on Saturday night, you've got a few representatives. No doubt you would be happy to have Romany in your stable, a really consistent type, a good winner going back to two runs ago and then didn't have a great deal of luck there on Saturday night. So looks a not dissimilar race this Saturday, despite dropping back to the short course and from a good draw, he has to be a good chance again. Yeah, he should have won on Saturday night and I'd say he's, go close again this Saturday night he's just a horse that's um, on the way up I think and he's just his work's been terrific and um, yeah I quite like the little horse I don't know how far he's going to go but in that grade he's really thriving at the moment and he gets a better draw this week and yeah I think you'll be going very close and what about in the trot you've got Regal Attire engaged a good first up run and then had to do a some work uh, going back to last week so uh, where is he at in his preparation because he's a horse with a, a good record and he came over and instantly did a good job for your stable so third up on Saturday night is he ready to win? Yeah I think he is um, he's he's sort of a funny horse but he come over and he, he'd had a spell and he seemed to race really good fresh and then he got, got well he seemed fine in himself but um, his work was good and he just taken the race he couldn't pick his legs up um, so we ran some tests and it found out that he had a few issues so we put him out and brought him back and um, his first up run was really encouraging and then um, last week he just got left in the death and I was actually really happy with his run he didn't get beat overly far and he only got tied the last 100 metres uh, so yeah I think if he can get a good trip this week he's not a death seat horse but if he could get a good trip this week, um, it wouldn't surprise me if he won at probably decent odds too. Um, I just think he's just he just needs a few things to go his way, and if that happens, um, he, he can run a really good race. He's just a couple of times he's got left in the death, and he just he just needs a bit of cover. If he can get that, um, he, he'll be thereabouts. That's a standing start event on Saturday night, race number six over the 2300. And whilst on the topic of trotters, an update on Doffier Cap because uh, he was building really nicely when he first came and joined the stable and probably did not a dissimilar job to this bloke. He was able to put quite a few wins on the board when he initially arrived. Where's he at? We haven't seen him for a while. 
Yeah, he um, he went sore and we couldn't find out what was going on there. So we um, got a bone scan done of him and he'd had um, a few issues going on in behind. So we give him six months off and he's just come back into the stable. So um, we got him and um, another, we just purchased another one from New Zealand, um, Hurricane Hill. So they've just turned up and they'll work up together, hopefully with the maybe the Inter Dominion as the main target later on in the year. But obviously that's a lot of water's got to go under the bridge between now and then. But um, I feel if you don't have a goal, you might as well not be in it. So um, we've set that as a little bit of a goal for, for both them and we'll just wait and see what happens between now and then. Hurricane Hill, a horse that brings quite a reputation and opinion surrounding him from New Zealand. So an exciting addition to the stable there as well. Appreciate your time this morning, Jared. Best of luck over the next few days and with the travel that comes with it. Also, he is hoping it's worthwhile and particularly tonight at Bathurst, we appreciate your help this morning. No worries. Thanks a lot. Jared Alchin joining us this morning here for On The Pace. So two really top chances tonight at Bathurst in particular. So if you're looking for a trainer to follow, those two horses go around in race number two, Smirks Like A Boss, and race number four, My Ultimate Chevron, both for Jared with Cam Hart taking the reins aboard them. That's On The Pace for this Wednesday. As mentioned, that's our card of focus tonight. Nine races out of Bathurst, the first getting underway at five. We'll then look to Penrith tomorrow evening on tomorrow morning's edition with eight races there before, as is always the case, a busy Friday with Wagga and Newcastle. And Saturday night, markets available for the first race on the card and also that free-for-all already with Tab if you're looking for an early investment. We'll be back tomorrow morning here on Sky Sports Radio at 10.30.